Business. I have, and it's not surprising. Um, I think I was on with you guys not long ago, a few weeks ago, maybe before all of this happened. And, and I said to give it time. Brent's very purposeful at OU. We don't want guys just committing on a, on a little bit of a whim. They think they want to go, but they're not really committed. But he wanted guys to wait until they were really sure. And hopefully that leads to less decommitments. You know, you, you never know, but... But, you know, that's the way they recruit. they got a, a staff that really works hard at it. And, and they're emphatic that when you commit to us, that you really mean it. And, and that's what's transpired, hopefully, here this last month. You know, it's like I said it before. Like, if I committed to marrying my wife here in February, but I'm going to date these other five girls in the meantime and go visit them, even though I'm committed to you, is that really a commitment? And I think my wife would go for that. So I don't think any of yours would either, right? Uh, no, no way. No chance. You're committed, you're committed, and you're all in, or you're not committed. And that's the bottom line. So hopefully, you know, this you know, this will stay the way it is and, and get better, and I think it will. But, again, that's Brett's style, how he's recruiting. His staff works hard at it, and they do a great job of a bunch of guys with great personalities. So it's been, uh, you know, it's been fun to see, though. So I'm, I'm glad to see it come, you know, it come this way in such a positive way. There's former University of Oklahoma head football coach Bob Stoops talking about the, uh, the the recent uptrend in recruiting for the University of Oklahoma. No surprise to Coach Stoops, and uh, he, he credits the way that Venables and staff have gone about things, and I agree. I agree they've done a really good job. I, 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 I hope kind of the same way that Coach Stoops does is that the way they've done it kind of limits your decommitments. I don't know if that's going to be the case or not, but um, all is all is good. And we're we're six now, Tyler. We're still in on uh, Hicks, five star defensive lineman. Well, you're more than in on him. I think you're kind of misleading that one. Right. Say leading um, on that one would be the right way to say it. Leading. Uh, Good chance of, of getting him and an assortment of other players as well. And here's something that, you know, it's already happened once, but I think it's going to continue to happen. I think that a lot of the players, and this probably happens with, with other recruiting classes as well. So maybe the movement doesn't translate to a whole bunch, but I think there's a lot of players on, on this commitment list that are going to continue to be upgraded. I think uh, I think the Vasek kid will be upgraded. You, to I, a five-star? Well, Ooh, okay. I think he'll be – I think his grade will get higher. You, you're saying he'll rise up the top 100. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. what, he's like 150 right now? Yeah, he's got to – and, and two, you, you have to remember this. There's – whether it's fair or it's not, and I mean it's, it's not fair, but it's reality – some guys during the season have a better chance of rising up the charts than others because Samuel Omasigo, for instance, he's took a major bump this offseason. But I think it's been the offseason and more people have had a chance to see him one-on-one against other elite talent. He may not have had that same right. scenario because he plays kind of smaller Texas football. Colton Vosick plays at Westlake. Like, 
legitimate high school, you know, that level of Texas football. So that's what I'm saying. He'll have a more legitimate chance to rise up during the season because of, well, it's viewed as, well, these are the best athletes in the state, and look how he's playing. Yeah, so I think he'll he'll rise. I think uh, Adebare is going to continue to rise. What he got, he only just recently got his four-star, and I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to suggest the kid may end up being a five-star. Well, and that's why I made the uh, the hot take yesterday. I think OU is going to end up having not two five-stars in this class, two five-star defensive linemen in this class with yeah. P.J. Adebare and, uh, <laughs> of course, the big fish that's still out there. The Hicks kid is who you're referring yes, sir, to. Yes, sir, D.J. Hicks. Um. I love that you piggyback off of my hot take that I had from the other day. What was your nice. hot take the other day? Bold. We were doing bold predictions, and I did the two five-star defensive lineman predictions. Did you really? Well, yeah. you do so few hot takes. I actually should have remembered that one, so that, um, that one's on me. Picciotti. Picciotti? Uh, yeah. I think he's going to end up being a four-star easily. Yep. Uh, he's a three-star now. I think he his, his rating's going to climb. And – you know, several others uh, as well. So, like, I don't know that they're all like going to rise enough to like bumps you like from six to third. But I, I think they could rise like all things considered where it is now from six to fifth because you're not that far behind Texas, who's at five. Well, and, and then, it's a point uh, system. There's a feeling the four star athlete at a Mustang, Jacoby Johnson, yeah. who's probably going to be a defensive back for you. Could I mean he's going to commit here pretty soon. Um, and then also you have Macari Vickers, four-star safety out of Tallahassee, who's committing at the end of this month, and OU's looking really, 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 really good there too. And what – it's like that name was made for somebody to play safety in college football, wasn't it? Macari Vickers, yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but it does. Um, yeah. When I think of Vickers, I mean – most people might think of Michael Vick, but I don't hate it. Yeah, really good. And I, I, I don't. They don't have anything to speak of, at least that I know of. But next year's class, and I know it's it's refreshing and it's really cool to think about having the the high rated defensive recruits. But next year's going to be. Even better. It, it is, um, but at the same time, you know, Parker and I have been saying this during Locked In. I, I had the take today that the way this class looks right now, and you're counting some of these heavy crystal ball players in the basket, which, you know, maybe is a mistake, but there's a real feeling that they're going to get a lot of these guys. It has a real chance to be the best defensive class OU has hauled in in quite some time. Not the best defensive line class, just the best defensive class, best defensive recruiting class OU's had in a long time. Yeah. And the great news is that doesn't mean that the offensive recruiting this year is crap. In fact, it's just the opposite. You got a five-star quarterback, two four-star running backs, four offensive linemen that are really good across the board. You're getting more receiver help on the way. It is... Like it's an elite offensive and elite defensive class, which is what you need to be a top five class at the end of the day, which yeah. I think they will be. Your third highest rated player in in the sixth ranked recruiting class is a wide receiver, the Petaway kid. Yep. So yeah, all is uh, well right now on the OU recruiting front. I yeah. am. Um, as here's we're... what you got to love real quickly. 
like your your top six players, it, like rated going off of their composite rating, quarterback, edge, wide receiver, offensive tackle, defensive lineman, linebacker. You're spreading it all around. It's not just a pile of wide receivers. Yeah, well, when's the last time we've looked at a recruiting class for OU and said, dang, I think the defensive hole is better than what they got offensively? Been a while, right? I think that might be the case here. Yeah, yeah. It's been a really long time. And I, I firmly believe that embracing the move to the SEC instead of um, treating scared it. scared from it? Well, instead of just treating it as something that we're not going to talk about until it happens, using that, embracing that in recruiting, it, you're able to compete against some of these schools that you just couldn't compete against before because what did they say? Well, you can go there, but they don't play defense in that conference and they're not going to put uh, defensive players in the, in the NFL from that conference. Not the case anymore. No, they are having major recruiting wins against Major programs that are playing defense. It is um, – I get excited. It's – the staff's coming, man, I, and they're getting the players. They, they are I, – I think they got players in last year's class, but they're definitely getting players in this year's class, and you're right, 24 got a chance to potentially be even better. Um, but as we're 31 days out from kick, exactly one month from today, we'll be inside Owen Field watching OU and UTEP, which is pretty exciting. Anyone have any um, – Real worries or concerns about this team 31 days out? I want to hear from the text line what your number one concern is from this uh, squad as we're a a month out. 405-651-3439. What's your your main concern with this team? Um, Offensive line. And if you'd like to get specific, the position of offensive tackle. Yep. Um, Second concern would be – uh, second biggest concern would be interior D line. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go pass rush over interior defensive line. But yeah, they're they're two and three. Call it D line and and pass rush. Sure. I mean, th- there's some overlap there between those two things, but um. That's my one, two, three. Uh, four is inside backer. Ah, eh, four is nickel. Five is inside backer. Well, okay. Well, how much does your level of concern change the further you get down that list, or is it like all the same? You get what I'm asking? Yeah, I do. Um, the concern is heavy on offensive line. Pretty heavy on D-line and pass rush. Nickel, it starts to fade a little bit. Inside backer, it fades quite a bit. Yeah, okay. I'm good with that. Uh, Text line says kicker is a concern. Uh, This one says D-line, pass rush, O-line, lack of all-American talent. This one says concerns, injuries, especially avoiding the injury bug in fall camp. Um, let's back up. Kicker. Did you watch the press conference yesterday? Yeah, didn't he say that there's a battle right now for kicker between two yeah, guys? It was great. He said there's a battle and talked about how good it's been. 
but he never mentioned anyone's name, uh-huh. and I was convinced, and I was laughing that he couldn't think of the kicker's names Which, at the time. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. No, um, I, I no, I'm not even going to compare the situation because the other guy's a clown, so I'm not going to do it. I'm I'm worried about. I'm worried about kicker too, but I'm not going to spend any time worrying about it. I just go out there and make the kick. You can't really worry about the kicker kicker battle. There's nothing you can do about it. You're not going to improve. What you have is what you get. So just hope that there's a guy that steps up and does a really good job and we don't have any games that come down to whether or not we hit a right. 48 Yeah, I, They're not going to need a Groza Award winner, but if someone, uh, you know, Gavin Marshall, Zach Schmitz, or Josh Plaster can uh, have a big kick or two, that, that should be good enough. Um, the, another one that we, I caught in there was lack of All-America talent. I don't think that's the case. I think it could be the case now, but... I think that you're factoring in that at some point during the year you're going to have that. Well, maybe not this year, but I think there's I think there's plenty of talent on this team. Okay, there's enough talent on this team to roll off at 11 and 1, win the Big 12 and make the college football playoff. Yeah. We all good with that? Yeah. And I think they're I think within these schemes, I think there's players that can um can accomplish those. Now here's the thing, man. Part of being an all American is there's gotta be a little bit of momentum from your previous year. You know what I'm saying? It's not all just a talent thing. Like there's gotta you've gotta be you've gotta gather a bit of a name before you roll into a year, and I mean, it happens. It's a every, popularity it happens, contest. Sure it is. But it happens every year that someone kind of comes out of nowhere yeah. and does it. But usually, it's a group of familiar names, right? And we don't have anyone right now that's that you would consider a familiar name for it. But I, I, think, that, I think there's plenty of guys that are plenty talented enough. I love this. My concern is Dylan Gabriel throwing a burrito. That's funny. <laughs> And I hope all of you get that reference. Uh, Burkich kicked a burrito last year and then kind of went south after that. Yeah, yeah. Never really got rolling after the burrito incident. Yeah, but uh, – I still say they should have had like a seance with the burrito <laughs> to really put it behind them. But. Offensive line is mine as well. I think they're going to be a playoff team. And if they're going to be a playoff team, yes, you got to be good at tackle. But interior-wise, I feel pretty good about this team. I wish Rain would have gone through spring. I'd feel a little bit better, but I feel like center in the two guard spots, they'll be okay. Let me tell you something that's interesting. Yesterday, uh, University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables came on the show. And when I asked him about some position battles, he went straight to tackle. And he didn't pull punches talking about Harrison. He said he needs to be more consistent. You can't have up and down plays, up and down games. You got to be more consistent. He talked about Wanye Morris needing to get everything he can out of the potential that he's got because he's got a ton of it. And said he's had a good summer, but um, he mentioned Guyton and Savion Bird fighting for some of those spots. Now, whenever you take that 
and also combine it with something that he said in his press conference, I think it's interesting. Someone asked a, a question, are there any any change of positions? And he said, I, what do you mean? The guys that are playing offense will be playing offense. The guys that are playing defense will be playing defense. It was defense. an interesting reaction, wasn't it? And then he said, well, you know, we may have guys that, you know, move like from from outside to inside or something like that, but nothing major. And I didn't think about it until later, but like there may be a chance that you have a battle at offensive tackle at left and right, and whoever doesn't win that battle may be playing guard. Yeah, well, yeah, that's and the text line is actually theorized about that quite a bit. And I think we've even mentioned that once or twice, but sure. I mean, depending on who wins the tackle spots is going to majorly impact what your starting five looks like to start God, the year. Don't we have the smartest text line uh, in the entire history yes. of Yes, well, talk and, radio? and I don't even think it's because of that. I mean, we got that text earlier that says, you two sound like you're from Oklahoma and the United States. Yeah, Remember and that? they were exactly right. Both of us are. Nailed it. It's my, proven my point. What else we got? Uh, like 50 others here, to be honest with well, you. Well, let's hit one before we hit a timeout. No preseason All-America talent in 2000. That turned out okay. Uh, Yeah, I think that's true. I want defensive backs to be more physical. Do you want them to be more disciplined? Because University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Vittables stated he wants this team to be both physical and and disciplined. Man, you really were listening during that interview yesterday. I wish yeah. you'd listen to Brent Venables as much as you – God, if I could get you to listen to me as much as you listened to him yesterday, you remember, like, every little detail. I'll it's say all, something, and you'll repeat exactly what I say 15 seconds later. It's all about the details, okay? <laughs> yeah. It's all about the you details. You nail that down every single day on this show. All right, uh, quick timeout. Keep the text coming. We'll get to some of those next. Six five one three four three nine. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Fowler Auto. this summer and I think we've had a great summer I think we're we're better defensively now than when we started the summer but we should be Uh, but some places aren't so I've been real proud of the way that our guys have worked and I think we've made some strides I like the way they've worked I like the way they've committed they spent spending the time learning what to do and again I I think we're ahead I I don't think I know we're ahead of where we were when we we stopped in the spring is where we are now There's D.C. Ted Roof saying, yeah, the defense is better than where they were at the end of spring and saying, well, we should be. Back to the uh, potential concerns that listeners have on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Someone says, lack of head coaching experience. May punt on second down or, God forbid, call a squib kick in a playoff game. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that's a fantastic ah, text. I love that. Enter that into the text hall of fame. Wish Fantastic. I could get you guys in eastern Oklahoma. You actually can. You can get us in eastern Poland. All you have to do is search the App Store, KR 
EF. You can listen to us wherever you're at. They love us in all of the Eastern European countries. Love us over there. It's app. It's worldwide, baby. Come on. It is. Join the uh, the 21st century. Let's do this. Con- uh, concerns for next year. First, right tackle. Second, left tackle. Third, the backup right and left tackle. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's critical. It's – and I, I say this all the time. The game has changed. But the thing that has not is the line of scrimmage. You have to win – the LOS in order to win big-time football games. Got to do it. Uh, I guess, let's see, Tyler, after you've chewed on Teddy's ass for four years like BV did, he'll listen to you too. It's yeah. a good point. I think there's a respect difference there, which is not fair, but I think it's true. Peyton says Paris uh, hates us. The entirety of France hates us. And they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I feel like if if France was to – Join in on the American football revolution. They'd root for Texas. No, the Sooners would be a great team for them to start pulling for. Pa- uh, one more. Patrick, did Houston Nutt recruit Teddy? Houston Nutt tried to recruit Teddy. He said, oh, send that lame kid up here in my office here. We'll, we'll sit down and have a chat with him. Uh, Teddy got on the bus instead back to Fort Gibson. It didn't go in, into the uh, one-on-one meeting with Houston Nutt. He tried, right. but that was his biggest recruiting loss of his career. Funny. It's true. Um, uh, no, it's true. Mm. It's funny. Uh, the best part about the whole thing is they wanted me to play tailback. Oh, what could have been, man? I know it. Darren I McFadden, it. who? You could have been known as the best Arkansas running back of all time. <laughs> yeah. I also could have uh, hovered around the third team uh, running back room and done nothing. Hmm. Uh, okay, so that was kind of – tending to look at the negative side of things, I guess, going into the year. What about the positive? And I want to ask you specifically about Dylan Gabriel. Uh, Levy's saying that this dude throws the deep ball extremely well. Is that what Dylan Gabriel's going to be best at as quarterback, or is there going to be something else he's going to be the best at this year? What's his best Hmm. asset to bring to this football team? And don't say leadership, please. I think <laughs> intangibles. <laughs> yeah, that's worse than leadership. Um, Whatever uh, it is, I don't know what it is, but he has it. Um, I, I'm not sure. If you judge off of the first deep ball he threw in the spring game, I would say no. But I don't think that's a fair judgment. Just joking. I think, uh, I think he throws a good deep ball. I think that's something that he's going to uh, thrive at. I think his accuracy is going to really surprise some people. Hope so. Um, I think his off-schedule plays are also going to surprise some people. You know, like what what he can do when a play breaks down. He's athletic. He's competitive. He's gutsy. Um, and he's got he's got better running ability than maybe people would would think or suggest. So that's a long way to say, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. At least you didn't just say, I don't know, I guess. At least you you, uh, rambled on for about a minute and a half there. I think uh, here's kind of how I see it going for Dylan Gabriel. Of, Of course, I think that he's going to have a really nice year. 
Um, and I think he's already got a great you know, kind of connection with the wide receivers based on how much they play. I kind of think that this offense is going to be more heavier run predicated early on in the year. Um, not that they're not going to throw the ball at all, but I think you're going to see a team that's heavy run definitely in the first two games, maybe even going into Nebraska. And kind of when they get in the month of October, that's when you really start to see this offense show its best ball in terms of throwing the ball down the field. Yeah, I think there's there's going to be some truth to that. I mean, the best way to throw the ball down the field is to have the best running game in the conference. That's that's what's going to give you those looks. You can only throw the ball down the field whenever you get the proper look. And that proper look comes whenever you force people to get more aggressive on defense to stop the the ball to line of scrimmage and right if if we can do as you suggest and get off to a really good start running the ball early in the season, then I think your prediction could possibly come true. Uh, DG throws a better deep ball than Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico threw a pretty good deep ball. Mm, I. That's just a theory. Like, we don't we don't know if he does or not. Best guess on backup quarterback. I think it's going to be uh, General Booty himself. Uh, Boote, as they say in French. Um, <laughs> don't make me play that audio clip because you know I will in a heartbeat. Okay, how many how many guys are realistically c- competing for the backup quarterback spot? Is it going to be like the other four or five guys on the roster, or is this a bevel booty battle for backup QB? <laughs> It's a bevel booty battle for backup. Mm. Say that five times. <laughs> what else we got? Teddy's thoughts on DG's arm strength. Adequate. Not overwhelming, but adequate. I think he's got a good live arm. I think he can make all the throws. I think he can make good uh, good hard throws on the run as well. That's whenever the arm strength ru- uh, truly is a factor. Think he's got plenty of uh, plenty of distance. He's got zip on the underneath stuff. At spring ball, I was standing on the sideline and watched him throw a couple of deep out routes, like some 18-yard comebacks on the sideline from the middle of the field. All the pop you need. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love this one. It makes me laugh every time someone texts it in. But I just remember this always being said when I was a kid. Mentioned that OU is going to be heavy run early on in the year. Peyton says, well, by God, they better not show anything before Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Our secondary could be borderline special this year. Agree. I mean, you you find two corners that can play, that could definitely be the case. I agree. I I think that at a minimum, we're going to be solid, better tackling, uh, Less mental errors and guys getting beat in one-on-ones. Uh, I think the ceiling is incredibly high. With Bowman and Key Lawrence, if they if they can earn those starting jobs and do it with good, consistent play, you've got playmakers there at both safety spots. Um, I think we've got more than enough talent at corner. It's just it's a matter of who emerges. I think Woody Washington – has a really good chance to be one of those guys. And 
your guess is as good as mine on the other. Uh, I got three teams for you. Tell me which ones are making it out of September undefeated. Uh, first school, let's go USC. They get Rice at home, at Stanford, Fresno State at home, at Oregon State. Does USC make it out of uh, September undefeated? No. Uh, Texas, they've got ULM. No. Yeah, I didn't even need to go into that one. God, they not winning week two, that's for sure. Uh, OU, UTEP, Kent State at Nebraska, Kansas State at home. Um, yes. Can I quote you on that? Are you sure? Y- yeah. I feel okay about it. I mean, you, you couldn't even, you couldn't be more hesitant if you tried about that. Well. I mean, you said yes, but I don't think anyone's leaving that with a whole lot of confidence. I think KSU is has the potential to be an incredibly dangerous football game. I mean, it will be Brent Venable's first time coaching against as head coach, coaching oh against gosh. the team where he played. What is it um, like, did you Coach hear, Venables, to coach against your alma mater? Did you hear that question yesterday? Sean no. was oh dude. Sean was uh all about it texting me. He um he was asked a question about what he remembers from playing against or coaching against or something. Kale Gundy back in the early 90s when he was there while Britt was at Kansas State. We got a, we got a Kansas State question yesterday is, wow. is the point. Well, what Bob did used he to remember? get one every single week back when he was coaching about Bill Snyder and what he learned from him. Did he remember anything? Uh, he remembered like, yeah, Kale's a pretty good passer. You know, kind of the generic answer that you expect. Right. But okay. it was just great. Like, yes, because <laughs> so many people get annoyed by it. He's already getting asked old Kansas State questions like Bob Stoops used to. That's great. I was going to ask great. about Oklahoma State getting out of September. Um, they better. Central Michigan at home. Arizona State at home. Arkansas Pine Bluff at home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they'll get out of uh, – And Arizona State is not their toughest game, by the way. APB? Um, APB might be tougher than Arizona State, as big of a dumpster fire as that is. Yeah. I li- I'm starting Central to like – Michigan, though. I'm liking Okie State. I'm really liking Okie State. I don't think they'll have the firepower at quarterback to, to win the conference or – or even make the conference championship game, but they're going to be right there in the fight. Yeah, they'll be in the fight. I just I think ultimately the quarterback's going to be the difference. You always pick against Oklahoma State, though. You refuse to give Mike Gundy any credit for what he's done there. Um, what do you mean I always pick against them? Anytime I talk about how good they are, you just – Brush it aside. Yeah, because I feel like you're turning into just another media member around here that feels like you have to prop <laughs> them up even though you don't really believe that. You know, I, I, I get that sense from you. No, that is definitely not Like happening. there's just this different tone in your voice when you talk about OSU. Like, oh, God, wouldn't it be exciting if it was Bedlam for the Big 12 championship this year? No, it would not be exciting if it was Bedlam for the Big 12 championship. I kind of feel year. like that's who you're turning into. It would be well, I'll tell you what would be exciting. It would be exciting if it was OU versus Baylor for the Big 12 championship, the two best teams in the conference. Well, we're going to get it because I don't feel like yeah. since we brought the championship game back, the two teams projected to play in the conference title have made it. 
It'll be OU and Texas Tech. Um, it's either going to be West Virginia. The only schools that haven't played in it are what? West Virginia, uh, Tech. Tech. Are you talking about like all time or just since they brought it back? Since they brought it back. Um, Kansas hasn't. Well, okay, that doesn't Kansas doesn't count. Texas has only done it once. Which, and even LOL. if you look all time, all time, it's Tech and West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And throw Kansas in, out. In Kansas. Yeah, we'll throw them out, whatever. Um, Did they not? Why didn't they play in an 08? Because they lost to Missouri the last week of the regular season. Gotcha. Okay. And it was like a one versus three matchup in, in Arrowhead. Whoever OU plays in the Big 12, uh, they'll be destined to only bring about 6,000 fans to the game. That's how much that's that much we know. Even if it's state? Yeah, probably. All right. All right, we're late for a timeout. Quick break. More from the rush coming up. Couple of segments left. Stay tuned. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about. We'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And TJ Perry. What a bomb. What a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. Probably the biggest laugh of the whole vacation was my kids. Two offensive guys, Eric Gray, Theo Wees, talking about their defensive-minded head coach. It is the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Any thoughts on two of those comments by Eric Gray and Theo Wees before we move on? Um... Oh, no, not really. I. It is interesting. Was that uh, Theo Weiss, the second one? Uh-huh. I wonder why he wanted to play for a defensive-minded head coach. I don't know. That, that would have been a good follow-up question in that situation, huh? Well, no, because he said in his answer that he can't really tell you why. Well, I would have pushed him for it. Come on. Come on, Theo. You, you know why. There's got to be something there. Yeah. Um, also a favorite of ours, we did find out who the holder is going to be yesterday. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently Turk is going to be the holder. Yeah. That's how it works. It should work uh, anyways. That's how it works at every NFL team except for the like the 2010 or maybe 2009 Dallas Cowboys. Mm, you really thought uh, you cut me deep here as we get uh, late in the show, huh? Try how you want to handle it. Okay. But at the time, they were the it. only team in the entire league. Like No one has done the quarterback as the holder since, like, 1985. Yeah, yeah. And I was about to say, well, he was the holder, and didn't a quarterback get hurt that year? But it's not rocket science on how to hold a football. It's really not that difficult. So, yeah. that's the Dallas Cowboys, dude. What do you expect? Uh, let's help out on 3com here and answer their 10 things to ponder as the season draws ever closer. Yeah. Um, you can go rapid fire here if you want. First one, what to make of Clemson. They're going to be really, really good. Okay. Young for young versus young for Heisman. Basically asking if uh, Bryce Young can join Archie Griffin as a two-time Heisman winner. No. Uh, buy or sell on Texas. <laughs> sell. Can Miami get the U going again? Uh, yes, not this year. C.J. Stroud on the road. Can C.J. Stroud play well on the road in big games? Yeah, of course. 
uh, an underrated week one gym. Week one, Central Michigan at Oklahoma State. Should it be uh, on the radar? No. Oklahoma uh, State wins that football game. Heisman candidate under the radar, Wake Forest quarterback Sam Hartman. No. Uh, Brian Kelly, used he's used to early success. Will he have it at LSU? What is considered early? Does that mean this year? No. I don't think he'll have – I think they'll be a better football team this year, but I don't think they win the conference. And a place like LSU that's won, what, three national championships in the last 18 years or so, the only way they measure success is with championships, conference and national. I don't think he's going to win a national championship at LSU. I don't think he I, – I do think that he'll bring a level of stability – that they haven't had maybe ever, but even with the level of stability, I don't, I don't think that he gets them over the hump and wins a championship. Hmm. Okay. Like it, love it, or hate uh, it. I, how long does this? How long does the experiment work with him? <laughs> a decade. I, well, if he doesn't win a championship, probably about five years. That's true. Uh, I don't know. I. I'll, I'll, I'll side with you on that. He doesn't get it done. Keep an Especially eye. Especially with OU going to the SEC, he's going to have a really hard time. Keep an eye on Chip Kelly, UCLA. Should we? Um, 18 and 25 so far. They were better a year ago. 8 and 5. DTR is back. Thompson Robinson back his for his seventh season. year. <laughs> uh, they'll, they're going to be solid, but... They're not – don't look out for them to be anywhere near the college football playoff. Um, yeah, I, here's a hot take. Me thinks UCLA will be the best team in Los Angeles this year. College football, that is. Oh, man. I'm trying real hard, but I can't sense any bias in that pick. No, there is all. heavy bias, and I don't run from that, okay? I fully admit that there's a lot of bias in there. But somewhere deep down inside me, Teddy – there is some belief that UCLA will be LA's team this year. When do they play that game? Normally last game of the season. Uh, they play Cal the last game of the season. That's weird. November 19th, they play oh, Southern they, Cal. They played Cal the last game of the year last year because I think that game happened after he got hired, oddly. I think it happened on like championship weekend and UCLA – or excuse me, USC got their doors blown off at Cal. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Who does – does USC play – they don't play Notre Dame the last game, do they? They sure do. Yeah. November 26th. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Well, I'm glad we answered all of On Three's pressing questions about the season. And they used like 4,000 words to get through that. You used about 38 words to get through it. I think mine was the better read. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just is, a simple. Is Texas n- back? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It's such a. I get it, man. If you're a writer, you got to put you got to put columns out, and it can get hard to come up with content. I get it, so I'm not really complaining. But find something other than is Texas back. Okay. What to think of Clemson? They're going to be really good. <laughs> I think you got through that whole thing in about 38 words. Yeah, they're going to be a college football playoff team. The biggest question they have, maybe the only question they have, is 
the quarterback going to be the Uyunglele kid or Klubnik? Well, um, if there is a situation to pair them up, if Clemson's making the college football playoff and OU is too, and uh, we all believe the conspiracy that they like to match things up for ratings, <laughs> guess who's playing in the first round of the playoff this year? Who? Uh, your boy Dabo and Britt Venables. That would be an interesting little um, uh, storyline, right? We're all about storylines in, in they college could, football. If they could make that the two and three matchup, oh, yeah, they'll do that. Two and three matchup, Alabama and uh, Tennessee is the one and four matchup. God, I can't. I, now I'm huh? forced to root against Tennessee because huh? of you this year. And I don't want to root against Tennessee. I don't care, but, God, you're making me. You're a Heupel hater. Ugh. Just call it how it is. You can't stand Heupel. I'm a layman hater, and he has nothing to do with Tennessee. Hmm. Are you? Were you? Are you just jealous that Heupel got carried off the football field as a national champion? Yeah, clearly that's it. It's just I don't know. Early January of you, you like 2001 stole my Tennessee. I, I don't know. It's well, it's fine. Whatever. It's fine. Just beat Florida week three or week four, whatever He may get carried off. He'll be the only person in history to be carried off the field as a national champion, as a player, and as a coach. Might take more people this time, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap things up next.